Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Good versus Evil podcast. Today, I am joined by co-host Andrew Rigby, and today it has been a very doom and gloom kind of affair. Not that it has been rainy and cold and damp and sunny logs, if you can believe that, but also earlier this morning was the passing of former Scotland Rangers manager Walter Smith. Walter Smith was a legend and is a legend of Rangers Football Club. He brought many successes to the club throughout the decades, including 10 league titles and many other major honours. Brought the club tremendous amount of success, was an ambassador on and off the field, even after his reign as manager ended. And built the foundations for the club that we have today. And it is just a very sad time for not only Rangers fans, not only Scotland fans, but football fans around the world. And yeah, he was battling an illness for quite some time. He recently had surgery around over a month ago and it was kept in the hush-hush over his, over his increased condition. I think his family just wanted the privacy, totally understandable. But today has been a day of sending prayers to his, his loved ones and paying tribute to a great man who accomplished a lot in the football community. So on behalf of myself and my co-host Andrew Rigby, we'd like to again pay tribute and dedicate this podcast to the one and only Sir Indeed, Mel, a lovely, um, lovely word from what you said there. You never walk alone. Um, father figure to Rangers. Um, obviously brought them so much success. Managed to equal that Celtic nine in a row as well. Um, and was obviously the last manager before Gerard to to lift the SPFL for Rangers. So he'll be sorely missed, and thoughts and prayers with. His family there, indeed. Yeah, so anyway, everyone, the show must go on. And as you know, on this show, we discuss the weekly roundup of the footballing results and what a weekend of action it was. Oh, wasn't it? (laughs) And Rigby, I'll allow you, my good friend, to take the floor on this one. I mean, there were so many results. I mean, particularly in the Prem, not even just in the Prem. Um, we had obviously El Clasico, Real Madrid got the two one win against Barca. Uh, had a couple of results in Serie A. Dortmund got back to winning ways. Hummel scored an incredible goal. If you haven't seen that, I recommend to go and watch that. Yeah. Um, but we can't start this podcast without talking about the biggest. Game which you know, I, which I certainly didn't see coming. I thought we were going to be talking about Chelsea and Norwich uh, at the start of the show, um, on Sunday morning, but it was it has to be about Old Trafford, it has to be the Manchester United Liverpool game, and it has to be the absolute demolition that <laughs> that my boys gave. The um the cocky manks, shall we say? No, I'm joking. Now, listen, you know, there's been 
everyone's had their say on this, obviously. It was 5 0. You know, that's that's bad enough for United. But it was <laughs> but but this is to Liverpool. This is the one game that United get told you don't lose. You just don't lose this one. You you can lose you can lose to Bell, you can lose to a Watford, you, you can lose to anybody. You don't lose to these. And they didn't just get beat. They were absolutely embarrassed from the second the whistle was blown. Now we spoke a lot last week about you know, I don't want to talk too much about United's negativity, although we will, because I think the media have done enough of that. They they don't seem to want to to, to give Liverpool any credit or enough credit at all. It's all about how bad United were. It's all, um, it's all, it's all about Oli. It's all about if he's going to stay in the job or not. It's all about is there pressure on Oli. There should be pressure on Oli. It doesn't matter. What exa- matters is, is exactly. But, 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 but what I would say, what I want to do is I'm going to do something the media haven't done. And I'm going to talk about Liverpool first. Because okay. Go for it. we spoke last week, well, when of the United-Atalanta game, we spoke about that game. You know, the Atlanta, they were two up. They could have been up more. They probably should have been up more. Um, United got back into it. They got the win. And we spoke about, a bit about what Paul Scholes said, that, you know, if when they play a better team, they will get punished if they play like that. And guess what? They finally, they played a, a, a top team. And they got embarrassed. It's as simple as that. They could not handle us anywhere on the pitch. There is not a single player... On that United starting eleven, that I think got the better of any of Liverpool's in that first five to ten minutes. You could argue they had a they had a big chance at the start. You could argue they put that way things changed, but from minute from the, the first second we were all over them completely. Naby Keita, Henderson, fantastic midfield. So was Milner, who unfortunately had to go off. Um, due to an injury because um I mean one Liverpool player I think actually didn't have a great game was Andy Robertson but you know it's it's always best to have you to have one of your worst games of the season when your team winning five 0 so I'm certainly not gonna come on here and, <laughs> and roast uh, big Andy Robbo at all. Um you know to be to be fair to Larry just come back from an injury so we can give him the benefit of the doubt there, I suppose. Yeah, but we were just absolutely sensational. As you know, someone who who deserves huge credit, and I actually don't think he's been given as much credit as he probably deserves, is Roberto Firmino, who showed why he first of all he he's been our striker for so long, and why it's so difficult to actually replace him, and how difficult it's going to be, because we've spoken a lot on this show. We've we've done quite a few episodes now, so I can call it a show. You know about Liverpool. Do they need a centre forward that is going to score twenty five fair goals? You know, like Chelsea have brought in Lukaku to do, or United have brought in Ronaldo. You know, and all that sort of stuff. But Liverpool's, you know, number nine, if you like, is is not solely there to score goals. He's solely there. He's there to link up with the with the wingers and and, and give them the freedom to go down yeah. the wings and do what they do best. He's your false name. He's he's your he's your old fashioned box to box false name. He is yeah. indeed. He, he is he's indeed. Not... But he's got so much silkiness to his play that you know you he's think you, you 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 think you know what he's gonna do. There were so many times in that first half, he would receive a ball, and you just didn't know what he was gonna do, and you just wondered how the hell do you kept hold of that. 
it's ridiculous. I mean, the, the, talk about the first goal. I mean, obviously, we know we win the ball back. Firmino, fantastic pass um, into Salah, obviously, and then so, Salah has to, has to you know, keep his composure um, and obviously slips it in to Keita. But that all started with Beto Firmino. If that first pass is terrible, that's half broken down before it can begin. So it's proper crucial. I do apologize. Like, 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 like we said before, and it's not only Salah that, that we say that's about, it's the full Liverpool team on their day. And as I've said before, and I'll say it again, Best team gel wise on their day, and and it and that game just proved it. And it felt like they were just kicking a ball at the back of the park. There was no pressure on them. They were all travelled away there, and they were just bossing it. It felt like, but I but, but I would say though that the 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 reason that happened is it's because it's something that's not enough teams have done against United. And I tell you what, they will do from now on. Um, oh, yes. Is you you don't give them you don't give them time yes. and you put them under yes. pressure. They yes. Manchester United at the moment don't like pressure. They like it to all be nice and cute. They're winning by a few goals. They're scoring a, a long ranger or a, a top quality goal, and they're all singing Sue. That's all they like. When it gets yes. tough, United have flundered. Now you could argue Atlanta that did not happen, but I would argue. That the only reason they got out of that in the end is that they were playing Atalanta, um, and that they they obviously Atalanta lost their their, their starting centre back at at half time who was playing really well, De, De Marrell. Um, they had six start eleven players out and stuff, so you know the United were bound to come back in that one, but we just it gave them no yeah. time to breathe, absolutely no time to breathe whatsoever. Um, and then of course when you have the ice cool finisher, the best player on the planet. On your side as well, um, it makes yeah. things easy. Um, too. I mean, he's just an absolute sensation. Mohamed Salah. That's his. That was the tenth Premier League game in a row that Salah has now scored in. I mean, I was talking to my my dad about this. You know, how many is he behind Jamie Vardy? I can't actually remember what Jamie Vardy's record was. I don't know if um, I'll I'll talk if Miller can can find that out for us or if he knows what's up with his head. I think it. I think Jim, well, I know Jimmy Vardy scored more goals than any other Premier League player since Brendan Rodgers has been in, but I don't know what his stats are this season. Um, and I'm talking about his um consecutive in scoring in consecutive games record. Oh wait, I think it was twelve. Was it twelve? It's was eleven 12? or twelve, I think. So you know he's I'm he's 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 sure. on the cusp of um you know catching up to that, and you wouldn't back against him to to do it, especially. In fact, Joe did as 12, because Van Nesselrooy was 11, I'm sure. So, I think Salah equaled Van Nesselrooy. I, I remember the commentary from um, from Clyde Hilsey. It's 11! It's heaven for Jamie Vardy! That was against United, and then, yeah, after that, he, he got the 12 and <laughs> whatnot. Um, listen, I, I love football commentaries. If I, it's a good commentary, I'll remember it. <laughs> But this isn't about less. This isn't about Jamie Vardy. It's all about Liverpool, and they were absolutely sensational. Having said that, United, where do you start? I mean, where do you start? I mean, I I personally could not simply believe they were gonna go. They were going with the same style as in the start of midweek. I I could not physically believe. I couldn't believe they were gonna play two midfield against us. And then equally, I couldn't believe in the interview pre-match that Ollie gives that they were going to try and press Liverpool with those two central midfielders. With Fred and McTominay. Yeah. 
Um, and and in all fairness, it's not just because of them. You know, you they don't work hard enough. And I, I'm I'm pretty sure they're right near the bottom in terms of work day in in the Premier League, which is embarrassing enough. You know, I mean, I heard a lot about you know Ronaldo. He won't press. Well, why? I understand he may not have got in his career, he may not have pressed as much, but that's what they need from them right now. And he's paid a lot of money to be on that pitch. So whatever United need, he needs to be doing. So yeah, I think Ronaldo needs to be working harder. He needs to instigate that yeah. press. I think, in fairness to, to Bruno, there were a few occasions where he was trying to get the team off the pitch, but it, he had a good 30 or 40 yards between him and the United player. And they're just walking around. They're not sprinting. And he's looking up. He's like, where's my team? You know, What's putting me pressing here? Because you're essentially giving Liverpool two options out here with a 30, with a 20, 30 yard gap in front of them. So, yeah, it was, it was absolutely a madness. Uh, and unfortunately, I mean, the only sour note for us was the um, injury to Naby Keita. Um, horrific, yeah. Excuse me. Um, horrific challenge from Paul Pogba. I pers- at first, I thought Naby Keita had jumped over the ball. So, I, I didn't really think he was that sore. But then once you've seen the actual challenge and that he'd actually made contact, you just think, oh, God. And it is a shame because, don't get me wrong, Naby Keita scares me in midfield whenever he has to defend because I think actually in that first half, he did give the ball away three or four times in crucial areas. And if United had been you know, a bit more confident or a bit more ruthless, they might have punished us on those occasions and we would have been sitting here talking about Naby Keita's errors. So, but attacking-wise, he's you know he can't seem to stop scoring and it was a lovely finish for the first one. So... Yes. I do. I do really hope that he's only that if if he's going to be out, it's only going to be for a few weeks because he's just starting to get off the mark with the local career for the first time in terms of consecu- getting consecu- consecutive um, involvements in games. So, you know, but in all fairness, Paul Pogba, you know, Ronaldo should have been off before that. I'm sorry, it's outrageous what he does to Curtis Jones. You know, on the ground. Already kicked, got his foot high trying to get a ball, which he, he's never going to get. And then he just deliberately kicks kicks the lad on the floor. And I'm sorry, but if it's any other player in the Premier League for any other team, they are sent off immediately. But it's because it's their precious golden boy, Ronaldo, and some of the Premier League here, not United. They, they weren't going to do it. And I was absolutely disgusted that he didn't get sent off because you can't do that on a football pitch. I don't care how frustrated you get. You can't just kick a lad on the ground. Um, so that annoyed me a little bit. Um, whenever, whenever he doesn't get his way, and I've noticed this, and you know, we're, we're talking about how you know he's a oh, like he's 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 a, he's a proper crybaby soaker at the moment. You know, yeah, he is. Yes, he really is. And I know we're talking about how you know how how can he not? He's the so-called best player uh, ever in some people's eyes, but he can't press, which bamboozles me. But also, uh, whenever he's in a situation, and we've seen it at Madrid, and we've seen it at Juve, whenever. Something's not going his way. He, he he just starts sobbing like a spoiled little brat, and you can see it clear as day. And I did I did see what we're talking about right now, and I did uh, see a lot some pundits talking about it going, well, should he should he been, you know, carded or should he been off? I'm like, well, yes, because if and again, as you said, if it was any other player, let's say, let's think of if it was back when he was here, back when. Diego Costa, who was a bit of a wild person. Imagine if he was uh, still in the Prem, he'd done something like that, right? And he's known to be quite physical. If he'd done that, no doubt that was a Prem enough. If a Joe Barton maybe had done it. 
He's also quite a ready motherfucker. If he done it, probably a send it off. But as you said, because it's a golden boy, because it's Ronaldo, it just gets rolled under the carpet and then bye bye, see you later. But yeah, his reaction there was that that's what that's, that tells you all, all you need to know about that Man United performance. You know, it was a shower of nonsense. It was gutless, spineless. Not taking away how amazing Liverpool were because, you know... But I would say, though, about that performance is that, again, we've said this so many times, way before this game, Ali does not know how to change his tactics. I've not really seen him get ones absolutely spot on where you you go, do you know what, that was was tactically amazing, not not a little bit of luck. I just think for this game... You, he was so naive to try and play the same way that they did against Atlanta. I hope Liverpool would have a bad day, you know, you know, not really play too much and whatnot. It was so naive, and it cost them so dearly. To be, to be, to be fair to Fred and McTominay, they had absolutely no chance whatsoever against that Liverpool midfield, in all fairness. You know, they, they were just left out there to, and just hope for the best and whatnot, and they got completely... Overrun, they really did. Um, and <laughs> as for the def- and as for the United defense, Miller, I mean, especially high Maguire. Oh, oh, but let let's be honest here, right? And we're going to United defense also, but we're talking about tactics. If you ask me right now, right, which I hope you don't, so don't answer. But what are Solskjaer's tactics, and what is the tactics of this Man United team? I could not tell you a single thing, and I I follow tactics in football teams. I honestly couldn't tell you in any facet about what Solskjaer's style of play or what he tries to do. And that defence, I also, I know they're missing Varane, etc. But if you're playing out that defence and that midfield also, against that midfield, that front three, you must be shitting yourself. And you, you, you'd have to change your tactics or even change that team the admin a week. Because there's no way at home that you're going to get anything out of that game, which they did not, obviously. But it, you're never going to get anything out of that with that team. So team selection, issue. Tactics, major issue. We discussed it last week. And overall, you can even tell by his, by his interview after the game. He said it was the worst day of his life, but he was sitting there smiling and laughing and giggling. He didn't look like it was the worst day of his life. I want to know what the second worst day of his life is. Was he laughing then? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say, I think Harry Maguire, the captain of Manchester United, so many times he's not he's not given his best. Football fans aren't stupid. And listen, I'm obviously not a United fan, I'm a Liverpool fan, so I was loving every minute of it. But you could literally just see, every time he had the ball around the box that we were attacking, I was just screaming, put it towards Maguire, because he's not he's not paying attention. He's he's completely off the ball. His reaction time is absolutely horrendous. But he he's not playing like he's you know he's being a leader. Um and in terms of he's his... playing like he's, not, he's playing like he's another number on the pitch. He's not playing like he has that responsibility. But I think he's... there are United players now. I unfortunately I I know they're not sacking him. Apparently, according to Sky Sports, and they're, they're not, not sacking him. I could, I but... could have told you. Yeah. They've he's he has lost at least three or four of them for sure. 
I think he's definitely lost Ronaldo. I think that's that's very clear. He he he's lost Ronaldo after week three, to be honest with you, Oli. Already? Um, sorry? Already? I, I, I never thought it would take this quickly to lose Ronaldo. But yeah, yeah, I do agree with you. I do uh, agree. And you know, it, by that blood language looks like maybe he's lost Maguire. Yeah. You know, Maguire Rashford you know, Rashford Greenwood, you know. <sighs> Listen, it's all speculation. We don't know for sure what not, but it's not looking good. And I'm surprised he's still in a job. I I really am. I think, you know, I mean, we, I mean, I'll I'll tell you what, Miller, but, you know, we've talked quite a lot about this, but it was a big result. You know, we spoke about, you know, when City were going for the the start, they weren't having the the greatest, not the worst, but not the greatest either. Um, We were kind of going, okay, I, I, I think, you know, if, if they lose this next game or they don't win this next one, you know, they they could, uh, you know, do we already rule them out of title race? Not even because of the points, but because of the confidence of them. And also, other teams will not be feared by them, will not fear them anymore. Yes, exactly. It's United at that point now, because they are now seven or eight points behind uh, the leaders, yourselves, of course, you know, at least I think it is. Yeah. I, you know, Villa have already showed it. Everton have already showed that they were frightened already. You know, and then to see Liverpool go and smack them in a ground which we do normally struggle at. We have not got that many big wins there. I mean, I can only recall a 3-0 win and a 4-1 win in the last 10 years in terms of brilliant results at Old Trafford. So, you know, it's a really tough place for us. Of course, we did win 4-2 last season, but, you know... It it wasn't quite the same. It wasn't after fans and stuff. So it is, you know, I I wouldn't necessarily count that. But you know, this was an amazing day for a Liverpool fan. It won't happen again for a very very long time, if it ever will happen again. And yeah, I'm I'm you know I'm I'm really surprised that he's 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 still in a job and whatnot. A hundred percent, mate. I really am. But fair play to us. You know, we absolutely smashed them. We we're showing everybody that we are. We're we're completely going to be up there. You know, and we can definitely see now that the top three teams are just starting to disappear away from the rest of the league in us, Chelsea and Manchester City. And it's going to be uh, a very, very tight... It's. I feel like this is going to be a league, and this might be too early to say, this is a league that the, the, only, the, only, the only time it's going to become a two-horse race is the final day of the season. Because the third team will drop off with two games to go. I think it's going to be that tight, definitely. Um, so every point counts, but I, I think we definitely count. Unless they sack Oli in the next week or two and they have a huge turnaround, I can't see United being in this title race. I know it's really early to say that, but I just don't feel the confidence in them to, to get consistent results, to be honest with you. I agree with you completely. And yes... Uh, it may it may not happen again for a long time, but it did happen. I'm delighted. Yes, screw the banks. Um, but also I do agree with you. It, the three are starting to shift away from the pack, uh, and yet it could it could go down to the wire and it could go down to the last few games. It all determines whether the, the Chelsea defence can keep their groove. If we can still uh, play the team in the group and. It doesn't look like Liverpool are going to drop off, and if City can continue their good fortune that they've had since the win against us, um, I mean the only, I mean, um, the only thing I would say is our midfield is starting to get 
a little bit light for my liking. Obviously, we've we've lost Milner for a week or two now. Certainly lost Cater and whatnot. So your only our only fit midfield, as far as I know, is Henderson is obviously there. I think Fab is okay now. Um, we've got Ox, we've got Curtis Jones, and don't get me wrong, they're brilliant choices. They really are. Um, but if any of them get injured again, you're gonna really struggle for rotation. And when we're still in the Champions League. We're still obviously we're still in the league cup. We don't play till tomorrow. You know the, this could be very costly if you want to be challenging for more than one trophy. Something we've actually not done for a very long time. We've all we've 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 you know although we've had some great success in recent years, we've kind of had to just focus on that competition solely to to get the success. So um, it'd be interesting to see how we cope with that rotation in midfield if we're going to go for more than than one trophy this season. Um, but anyway, Mel, you'll be happy to know that that is obviously the the end of the talk of, of uh, Liverpool Manchester United. And we'll move on to the team that really should have had the the, op- the opening um, talking points um, of this episode. Um, and it is, of course, your boys, Chelsea, who, yes. you know, don't get me wrong, it's not a city night. But what a result for you. I'll, I'll let you have the floor. Yes, so people, it was as you expected. And I didn't expect seven. Norwich-based cocky and say I expected seven. But it's as you expected. Norwich, as I've said before, yo-yo team. The, the, one of the worst teams in the last few years that they've been in the league. Um, the last couple of runs, I should say. The third last run wasn't too bad. But the, the kind of last two runs were really poor, including this one. Uh, yes, uh, coming into this game, I didn't feel any pressure. Uh, I usually feel pressure as a football fan for any game that my team's playing in, just because you know you get the jitters, you know, you, you it's personal to yourself, as you know. Um, but when it comes to Norwich these days, I, I don't I don't really fear anything in their team. Uh, the only thing I fear is the only thing I fear is that they're going to ruin Will Billy Gilmore. But we'll get to that. Um, yes, I'm not going to go into all seven goals, but I'll go into the noticeable things. Talking points, people. Hat trick by Mason Mount. His first hat trick since the FA Youth Cup against Birmingham. That was his last hat trick. Um, his first official hat trick for the start of the Chelsea team. Um, Chelwell continuing his goal scoring three, uh, if you can call it a three as a defender. He's taking this little rank off of Alonso, who was also scoring before he was uh, not replaced, but shifted for a few games. Um, goals by Hudson-Odoi. Nice finish. Good pass by Kovacic. And Ruben Loftus-Cheek came in, done the business. Didn't quite get the goal, but he got an assist, which was a phenomenal, phenomenal goal, again, by Mason Mount. Now, the goals, all incredible. Great team performance. I think, despite it being Norwich, because, you know, if, if, it, was, if it was because Norwich were terrible, every team should be beating Norwich 7-0, right? So you've got to give Chelsea uh, their dues. We, we, Norwich didn't really have much to, uh, to give us. They only had one thing, and it was a, it was a defensive error uh, by Hudson-Odoi. 
Huddersfield uh, likes to run back a lot, and as you, as you should as a right wing back uh, when you're playing that role. Um, but he gave away the ball. Many many didn't save it. He just slide tackles it, uses his feet, makes himself look big, lanky. Saves the attempt on his goal, and that was the only thing he done for the whole game. Chelsea uh, were on it. We just had fun out there. I'm not going to say we pulled off amazing things. We just done what we had to do, scored great goals, played well as a team, gelled well, and we just went out there and had fun. Uh, Hudson Doy looked like he was having a good time. Uh, he scored. He scored a couple. Uh, well, he got. He got. He got one, but then it was ruled as an own goal. Obviously, he was attempting to cross it and then deflected within the goal. So, if he, if he was shooting on goal and it deflected, you could maybe have given it, but he wasn't shooting, so you can't really give him that. Um, there was then a penalty by Mason Mount. And the funny thing was, I was actually recording the Snapchat of the penalty. And obviously, Krill saved it. Had to delete that snap real quick, everyone. And then, turns out, Krill jumped ahead. And then it had to be retaken. As people know, you're not allowed to do that. Mount then retakes it. Scores. Krill still managed to kind of get a wee knee to it. We know Krill's good with penalties. We know Krill's still an outstanding goalkeeper, a respected vet- veteran, despite conceding seven goals. It's not his fault. It's just terrible. Norwich is just a terrible team. And I've got I've got no love love loss for Norwich. Don't have anything against Norwich personally, but you've got to see the apples for the trees. They're just a terrible, terrible side. And what more can you say about Norwich? But again, um, defensively we're, we're we're fantastic. We we have the odd mistake in as as we do, as some teams most teams do. We've got the odd mistake in us, but when we're on it, we're on it. And we just don't we we just don't be able to do. When when you're playing Norwich at home, you you've got you, you know you're gonna scalp them. Not seven goals, but you know, um, I wasn't in, I wasn't expecting that. But it was a good day to be a Chelsea fan. Uh, another notch off the board, and you know when 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 you have Liverpool. Scoring five against Man U, you know you need to keep that goal difference in check if you want to remain at the top. Um, and without Lukaku yeah, and Werner, I might add. Without Lukaku and Werner, correct. You know there, there was there was a thing well, I was I was saying where that how we how, how are we gonna cope? I never once thought right, I never once thought how are we gonna cope with with our new signing, our new, new top striker, and. Our goal threat in Werner. But, however, this season, we've had defenders scoring from centre-backs to left-backs to right-backs. We've had our holding midfielders scoring. We've had attack midfielders scoring. We've had... Everyone's kind of had their part to play in the scoring, except for Mendy. But, you know, his saves are basically fucking goals. Well, we, we, we can't have all have our goalkeepers score uh, last-minute headers for us. Oh yes, let's not get on to that. But <laughs> Mendy will get that one day, don't you worry? Uh, but 
There's not once, and this is this is why I feel so great about this season. Despite the city loss, apart from the city loss, and you know the Liverpool draw, which we still played really well, and despite not getting the three points, but we're we're just we just got a good flow this season. And there's not been once where I'm, there was not once last week where I went, oh no, we're missing two of our big threats. What we're we gonna do? But and. They showed why I was, there was no cause for concern. We went out, played well as a team. We done our thing. The players came on they had to. We lost his cheek, came on. He controlled the game the way he has. Ross Barkley came on. He had a shot that, that the goalkeeper just saved. What a save by Tim Krul, by the way. It's, again, despite conceding the amount of goals he did, he still put in what he could do at the end of the day. Um, and you can't blame Tim Crow for any of the goals. I don't think, um, they were they were all spectacular well, goals. Especially. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's you know, it's always hard to to really talk especially, about goalkeeper's performance when he's conceded seven. But I do, I've seen all the goals. I do agree with you. It's you know, they don't seem to be saveable. Especially the first one, you know, the, the first one. What a strike by Mason Mount again, hat trick hero, and. Yeah, we move on, and another scary thing is that when we're bringing Ruben Loftus Cheek on, and then we're bringing ZH on as a sub when we're six goals up. I think the point when he came on, we're six goals up when he came on, and we're bringing on ZH, and we're like, come on now, that's just that's just disgusting. But yes, we move on. Um, the the big teams all got a, the well, the big three, I should say. There's no such thing as a big six anymore, apparently. But the big three. Got their wins, as we said before, they roll on as they are, and it is going to look like a very interesting title race in the coming weeks. I know we're, I know we're, not, we're not even a third through the season, however, it's looking tasty, and you know, it's, it's a good time to be us, Rigby, and it's a good time to be a fan of the show, people. And as you said, there's been a lot of episodes, we've been this for three months, we've caught a show. It's a good time to be a fan of this show because we are both happy this week and it's, it's, it's good right now, but it could go horribly wrong and the subject to rants in the coming weeks, I'm sure. I was going to say, I mean, I would think people would rather us be really annoyed and shouting and ranting and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, this is, but, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is the point of the season where you can, you, can have a wee, you can have a peek at the table. Obviously, it still doesn't completely matter, but... This is when you can have a peek and you go, okay, another couple of weeks and then we can get a bit more serious about analysing yeah. the table and and yeah. stuff like that. No, definitely. But no, it was a brilliant win for you, definitely. Um, it, was well, a, also... it, it was, it was, well, before you had a point there, I just want to say also, it's quite important probably for you to go and batter a team because I think it's yeah. something you, you haven't managed to do yet. So I think that was yeah. quite important as well. But go on, you had another point. Yes, away from the Ch- the Chelsea game, as much as I love talking about my team, we, we shall m- move on. And as we're talking about uh, a certain manager being under threat, another one under threat, Rigby. And the team we are, the team and the game we're going to discuss is Tottenham. They lost. 
<laughs> they lost everyone. I mean, we, we I mean, we 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 could have spoke about City. We could have spoke about Arsenal. We could have spoke about Everton's loss to Watford. But nope, he goes straight into Spurs losing to West Ham. <laughs> we, we both had a lot of positive things to say about our team, but frustrating. So this this is this this is the evil side of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Evil people. We had evil at the start in Man U being. Idiots and we're good with Liverpool and we're good with Chelsea. Now we're back to the evil. Back to Tottenham. Back to. I, I swear I can see Miller's red eyes and r- the red horns just appearing as we speak. <laughs> well, the only red devil that can actually do anything of significance at this point. Um, and yes, again, Tottenham and Nuno. Again, we discussed it. They did a good start to the season, but recently, recently, well, when we talk- well, we- define a good start to the season because don't get me wrong, they got nine points from the first three games. Brilliant. They never <laughs> set a light in any of those games, though. Let's be honest, they never did. They they were no. all one 0 wins, which is absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with that at all. But then, it's been a very been- very short honeymoon period for Nuno and it's 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 not looking good Mel I mean when you I mean we we recorded the previous episode um before the Europa League game started um and the your know, Conference League I don't think I was a Conference League that that little competition that Spurs might have a chance of winning although they did lose um on Thursday so maybe they don't but when you rest all your team you know for a, a weekend game and then you lose on Thursday, and then the team that you've rested, then go and lose as well on Sunday, to one of your biggest rivals as well. Yeah, it's it's not great, Miller, is it? It's I just I just can't fathom it. It's you know at the start of the season we were discussing how poor Arsenal were, and now Arsenal are kind of finding their footing, and now they've took away all the rant time I have for Arsenal. And they've gave it all to them. And you know, they can have it if they want. I'm not fussed about them. Um they're just a very, very poor team. Right I mean, now. we 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 spoke about Ollie in terms of how do United want to play. It's a little bit similar with Nuno, to be honest, because yeah. I think he's still trying to find his feet, but he's at a club that you don't get you're not gonna get that time, especially when the results are going this bad and I think he's at a point now where he needs to just find something that just gets results exactly yeah. I mean they played a good West Ham team this West Ham team have been brilliant this season so far they really have of course so many teams so many problems they're doing well in Europe as well you know they are a very difficult side uh, to play against don't get me wrong and they they got the the lad that gets the goal obviously is them is one of the most informed strikers in the league at the moment in Antonio, yeah. but but the contrast I think the biggest the, the biggest thing that annoyed Spurs fans is Harry Kane's marking here. Now he's a striker, right? So naturally you don't expect top top defending. But Miller, you'll remember this when we used to play football. What is the <laughs> one thing at set pieces we got told? You do you do not let the attacker be. And I'll answer that. Goal yeah, yeah, you were gonna say it, go on. Goal save. Exactly that. 
and it's Harry Kane just completely loses it. He he completely forgets to 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 not let Antonio get goal side, and it's an easy tap in to get a little touch like that. And keeper's got absolutely no chance. And when you've got players making at that le- who who have who are that quality making those basic errors, which every single footballer on a pitch should understand. I don't care how much of a forward you are and how little you chat back. You understand the basics of when you... Because what's the point? You are you doing it on the, in, in the box to defend the corner if you don't understand it? You know, so I think that, that, that riled up Spurs fans, especially, especially for me. It's honestly... It, it, it just bamboozles me. You, you've got... You just you've just got some of these players that think because they're they're top players that they can just not do certain things. As if they're entitled to just be lazy, they're entitled just to not do the same work that every, every other player needs to do. As if you know their goals and assists are good enough to not do certain things. Like how dumb do you need to be? You ask me the question, what 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 happened to that situation? I knew. How the fuck does Harry Kane not know? Like, honestly, it's just ridiculous. Across the board, Harry Kane's not really done anything this season. He scored a couple of goals. Whoop, whoop. Since the whole City thing we said before, he's just not done the business. He doesn't look like he wants to be there. And again, his, his you know, complacency has cost him. They're going again. They didn't really play well. And also, West Ham, I can't, I can't be their bogey team the last few years also. Yeah, well, do you remember the game last season? The Spurs were 3-0 up and West Ham 3-2 down and Lanzini just hit that ridiculous folly. Yes. And especially, it doesn't matter if West Ham are your bogey team. It's not as if West Ham are their bogey team and West Ham are a team that are sitting like 10, but they go to Tottenham and they get that result every season. West Ham are a good team. West Ham are a serious team. West Ham are playing higher in Europe then Tottenham are, they're in, that, they're in Europa League. They're not in this steady conference league. They're in Europa League. They're in a higher competition than Tottenham. So take these these people seriously. And I know they can't wear because they rested their team and all that. But come on. You don't rest your full team and then still go and lose. That's not what happens, especially when you're a so-called big team. You know? If you're a big team and you're rested players for a, a weekend game, you get that result. You prove why that was the right decision. Let, let, me, let, let me ask you this, Miller. This is a question about West Ham. Can okay. West Ham... We always have a team that shouldn't be there, but are. And they always kind of... They're creeping towards that top four. Now, we spoke about United already. C- could West Ham get fourth place this season if they could somehow keep this form up, do you think? Because... I, I I I'm 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 starting to to think it could be possible because their manager they've got so much faith in their manager and their manager is just on cloud nine you know he's completely you know in love with the club and it's working for him and his tactics seem to be working and stuff like that you know it it's not complete our question obviously if they get a couple of injuries that completely could change everything and whatnot but. When teams like United are dropping points, you know, Everton are still dropping points. Leicester have been dropping points. They're coming back a little bit more now, though, as as we'll, I'm sure we'll get into. You know, it's, it's probably not off the cards, in my opinion. It's not. and I think it's kind of the same as what they were last season. Also, kind of the same as what Leicester were last season. 
I think I think they'll do incredibly well. They'll be up there, but I think due to them not being used to kind of being in that position, they'll kind of drop off slightly. It might be fatigue. It might not be down to you know their quality. I think it might be down to their fatigue, and they might they might get the odd injury here and there, and they might derail their progress. But let's not count them out though. They've not really given as much reason for us to say why they shouldn't be up there. You know, all the other teams around them aren't doing the business, and they are. Yeah. So, you know, uh, right now, if we're going by right now, I think they could be up there. But it remains to be seen. You know, I hope so. You know, if there's any other team and any other manager right now that you go by the last season and the season before that, that deserves to be there with all, all the progress they've made as a team and as a club and as a fan base also, if there's any team that deserves it, it is West Ham. And I would have no objections with them getting fourth. As long as they don't beat my boys to, to anything, then I would have no problem with West Ham finishing in that fourth spot, or at least European football. Fair enough. Well, let's move on. Um, Another huge result, which, you know, came completely out of the blue, didn't come till last 10 minutes, was Watford getting a, a huge away win Ooh. at Goodison Park. You know... <laughs> Ooh. Everton, of course, didn't have a, a a great time out in in their last game. They they needed to they needed to bounce back and at two one with about seventy fifth minute, you know, to you know on the clock, you probably wouldn't you know get to know the Evertonians thinking you know this is looking quite good, but they got yeah. it just it, also- it, it all it all changed with 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 one man and it was a lad that. They brought yeah. in themselves in January, never worked out for them. He came back and he had a stormer in Joshua King. I was about to say the man that they got rid of came back to the place that he called home for not so long and he went and he scalped them. And he didn't do it in a way he showed no mercy. It was a very, very fast, brutaling, very fast scalping. It wasn't a scalping throughout the game. It was the last half an hour, last twenty minutes, that he just came out of nowhere and just lit them up and just went into the night as soon as the, the final whistle blew. It was crazy. And we discussed Watford also. They came in in the same bracket as Norwich. Not, not he's not, not on the same level as Norwich. Not well, as they, as well, Norwich. obviously they got battered against Liverpool the week before. So you would yeah. think that their confidence would be on the blooming floor, but my word that they show some some huge some huge cojones for sure in that last ten minutes. They really did. And you know, it it just it just shows it just shows anything can happen in the Premier League people. This this is the best league in the world, as some people would say. Um there's debate about that I'm sure. But this is why we talk about this shit every week, my people. This is why. And this is why, you know, we love to care as neutral fans also, we like to see these games also, because you get these games where it could be a 2-1 at Goodison Park, it looks like there's going to be a close game, and then, wham, 5-2 to Watford. Who would have predicted that? Let's all say this. If, who, what are the odds, right, of that ever happening? Leicester winning the league kind of odds, that's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely when Emerson wins two one as well, hundred percent. But it, I yeah. think, you know, for for in terms of Rafa Benitez, that's not that is a performance that will worry him because Rafa Benitez teams stay in control, they stay organized, they don't get battered like that, especially in the last ten fifteen minutes at home. So it was a huge, a huge eye opener, and Everton's have... defense might might cost them getting getting Europe this season. Can I ask you this? Do you think the, the Rafa Benitez Everton situation might be quite similar to the Steve Bruce Newcastle situation? Not, not, not the, not the financials and all that shit, but you know, not being being at a rival team of his team he's at now. I, not... I, 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 don't think so because I think the it's in all fairness to Newcastle fans, they had the stats to back it up. Steve Bruce is not a good manager. He didn't have a good record going in. He'd been sat by so many clubs, you know, yeah. and whatnot. So I think it's a bit different in that. And, you know, they did have a decent start to see, yeah. to be fair, Everson. And yeah. I think there um, are, the, you know, the, 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 I think it's only a very, I, I, I think we, the, the media overhyped, I think it isn't as many Evertonians as you think that are, are against Benitez. I think most of them are very level headed and, and obviously they, they understand yeah. what a good manager he actually is and what he can bring to them. And whatnot, so and you know, he's been set some good results under him already. So, no, I think it's a bit, it's very unfair to, to I, I can understand why you're asking that and, and why you would compare that. It, it does make a bit of sense, but I think it's a little bit harsh, um, and whatnot. But I think that Everton defense, though, it's Michael Keane, they're, they're definitely missing Yeti Mina, you know, might, might yeah. be cost, might be costing them just a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I think Godfrey is a solid, solid player as well. But, you know, he he's he's not came... He's a great, a fantastic player, don't get me wrong. But but he's, he, got, he's, he, got, well, he's got age on his side as well. He's a, he's a young lad still. Yes, but he also came from that Norwich team also. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, don't... You know, he's not been at a top, top, top team. He's not had a, a top, top defender beside him. And he's not had one really yet, so he's not had that time to grow and can't be that guy that can just take the defense himself and go right. We need to stay solid. We need to do this and that. I think they are missing as as good as Keane is, but he's, he's not amazing. He's 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 good. He's he's your he's your English centre back who is just there. He's great. He's good, but he's not great. You know. And that's Everton's problem, and I, I don't I don't know how you'd solve that. They're not in complete crisis or anything, but horrible result, horrible. The Tinker Man certainly got one over the Spanish waiter in that one, a hundred percent. Um, and it was a very important result for for Watford. Um, and fair play to Josh King because some of his goals. I mean, the one where he he kind of drags it back. You know, completely does the defender and then just smashes it in past Pickford was particularly my my favourite. The goals are all pretty good as well at the end, so fair play to them. But um, I wouldn't panic too much Everton fans. Um, you know, you're still finding your feet. You've got a top manager there who, unlike the others that we've spoken about, has got the tactical nuance to, to turn this around and give him a, a couple of transfer windows. He'll, he'll sort his right out. I think they are certainly... Areas of the team that he needs to to strengthen definitely. Um, 
you know, I think the start he's had so far, it's, it's been decent. Not, not amazing, but, but decent. So I wouldn't panic too much on that regard. Um, moving on. Um, I, Miller, I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you, but oh, no. <laughs> we, we have to talk about the first game of the weekend, which was, of course, Arsenal-Aston Villa. And Arsenal won 3-1. And I want you to praise Arsenal. Because they bloody deserve it. Okay, right. Now, there was no obligation for me to do this, everyone. There was no bet again. But I will say, because there's no reason for me to do this week. And they did beat a very good Aston Villa team. And I will say, they put in a great performance. They scored three goals. They're used to conceding three goals, but they scored three goals. Um, they had an excellent performance. Emil Smith-Rowe, again, I've praised them all season. Even when they were playing terrible, I would say that you know he was kind of that one in there, along with Saka, who was kind of the young boys carrying the team through a really tough period. And again, he's proven why he's in the conversation. He's one of the top league young players in the, in the league today. And he's kind of getting his footing as a senior player. He's proven that, you know, he's, he's, he's growing to a fine young player. And again, what a finish, you know, for his goal. And a great win for the Gunners against a very, very good Aston Villa team. And, you know, they're, they're starting to have their footing, as they'd say. But the problem now, despite them getting this win, right, is... They done well a couple of weeks ago, then they dropped points. Now they're doing well again. Here's the I've asked I've asked this question in the last couple of podcasts. Can they now, now that they've got this win, can they now go and get another one? And maybe get another one? Uh, no, because they've got Leicester at the weekend and I don't think they're going to beat them. Exactly. But can it's all nice of them getting these wins against Aston Villa 3-1. But can they then go the week after and keep the ball rolling? Can they go and get another three points? A draw is nothing. A draw is a loss to a big team at Arsenal, despite them not being at the top for so long. But they need to be building momentum. Wins consistently. That's if, if they, say, they say trust the process. Is the process going to get you a couple wins or a few, a few wins and bounce? We don't know that yet. Remains to be seen. It's not happened yet, so I can't say for sure. I mean, in all but, fairness to them, they're unbeaten in the last ooh, six Premier League games, and there's yeah, four yeah, wins yeah. and two draws in 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 that time as well. So that's consistency, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's it's the it's, it's the problem of you know the, it's they get these wins against these these good teams, and then they go. You know they're all celebrating, going yes, Arsenal are back. Yeah, I've, I've seen it all. You know, not not that I've looked for it. It just pops up in my feed. Yeah, I think my I think my phone just knows what I want to see and hear. But they just need to get that confidence. And yeah, four ones, six, two draws. But it's the way that when they drop points, also they just don't play well at all. It's not that they get unlucky; they just don't really play well at all. I think they need to just build up that confidence. If they go in, it's, it's, it's nice and fair to say that, oh, they go to Leicester, so we shouldn't expect them to beat them. But why? 
Leicester haven't really been Leicester been okay the last couple of weeks. Leicester and Arsenal are on the same number of points as well at the moment. They're ninth and tenth respectively of the fourteen points. Yeah, exactly. But you know, Leicester have been okay the last couple of weeks, but Leicester haven't really been that same team. So we should be sitting here and as as you just said, eleven points. We should be sitting going next week or this week, Arsenal Leicester. That you know, level of points that should be a game to look forward to. Which one will topple the other and go ahead, or will they draw and stay the same position? Who knows, people? But that is the magic of the league that we're watching and reviewing yet again. Can these two teams who are squaring off, who's going to go ahead of the other? We will find out in the coming days. We will. Um, just a word on Aston Villa, they're, they're now 13th place, uh, they've got. Ten points, a team that you may be expected to be a little bit higher up at this stage of the season potentially. Yes, I mean in my predictions, I'm sure I had them quite high. Yeah, um, I think they just need to find a foot, and they're still a great team. I'm, I'm not really worried about them in that sense. Um, I think we're just just gonna. I think we just need to be patient with them. Not that you know, I don't really care less for Aston Villa, but you know, I, I still respect Aston Villa as a team. Um, but I think we're just gonna just wait and be patient with them. Um, they'll get a bit up their ass eventually. You know, Dean Smith's a great manager. Uh, they've got a good squad of players there, so not really worried too much about them. Still, ten points a bit concerning. If you look at it, that's if you look at. I don't know if that's the exact. If that's the exact. You know, points for, but that's. Well, the equivalent to three wins and a draw, you know, mm-hmm. that's quite freaking poor, you know. So they're gonna have to, you know, because you can't sit and be poor forever. Teams are gonna start getting wins, you know. It's all right for Norwich being completely terrible, and you know, Watford being very inconsistent, and Newcastle being really poor. But you've got to get those points on the board because you never know. You can. You know, we all remember, this is the world of football, we all remember how Sheffield United done their first season back in the Prem. Then the next season, they were arguably the worst team in there. So you, you can't be poor forever because teams will go ahead of you and teams will take advantage. So hopefully Aston Villa get a bit of the arse and they, they get the points on the board. But again, not worried about them. I can see them easing themselves back to their comfort zone in the next coming well, in the next couple of games, so obviously weekend, they've got a big game against West Ham. That's going to be a, a big one. And then yeah. they've got Southampton, Brighton and Palace. Three games that they should be winning. And then yeah. it will be uh, a horrible uh, three weeks in playing City, Leicester and then Liverpool. Um, so, yeah, they need to be taking maximum points or close to maximum points in particularly those three games between Southampton, Brighton and and Palace definitely. Um, but if they can get Danny Ings fit and 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 scoring again, they've got every chance of doing that. I think the Palace one. I know Palace have done okay since the from the Palace one's probably the easiest one. The Brighton one's going to be tough because Brighton, are, you know, they they've had a terrific season thus far, and you know that that'll be a tough game for them also. And you know West Ham. Well, let's talk about well let's 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 talk about Brighton because obviously they had a. A tough game against City at the weekend. Um, I mean, anybody that has to play Manchester City are, 
are underdogs, to be honest with you, in, in World Bubble, I think. Um, and City just absolutely tore them to shreds. They were absolutely sensational in that first half, City. They really were. Um, but they managed to get a goal back in the second half. Uh, I think there's some sort of Edison Howler, I remember the, um, them saying. But um, no, they, they were very comfortable, City. But, you know, don't take that away from Brighton. They've had a very good start to the season. And that is only their second loss of this um, Premier League campaign. The other one came against Everton at home as well. So, you know, things are still pretty decent for them and whatnot. But um, I'm very surprised still to see them where they are. I mean, they're still fifth place, so 15 points already. That's I mean, we talk about that magic 30-point marker in terms of staying in the Prem. I think these days it is a little bit higher than that. So... But you could say they're already halfway towards safety with the points that they've got. So it's been very important for them and, and, and brilliant. And they are a really good team. They are a good team, Brighton. And definitely yeah. against... Um, I definitely agree with you in terms of Villa. It's the toughest one that in that group of three that we mentioned. Probably that one against Brighton will be, will be very, very tough indeed. But, um, you know, in, tough, in terms of City, you know, they... They keep on winning. They keep showing their strength. They and whatnot. You know, Bernardo Silva still still playing very well. But Phil Foden. I mean, if there's probably one player in the Premier League who would could maybe rival Salah in terms of form at the moment, you would maybe argue that Phil Foden is probably at least one of the closest towards him. I mean, he's been since sensational this season. It's like the fact that he didn't play much in the Euros has kind of lit a spark in him and and it's got him really fired up and, and treats every game like it's it is a that Euro final, you know, Phil Foden. He's just sensational. He's so quick. His his passing is brilliant. He thinks so fast as well and he's got a lethal finish. Phil Foden, brilliant stuff from him. Um and he could definitely propel City towards that title this season, in my opinion, Miller. I don't know what your thoughts are. Uh, I've always rated Phil Foden as a player. Uh, I think I think um, a lot of people criticised over the last few years of how he, he wasn't getting them out of game time. And Pep said, just let the boy eat. just let the boy be eased in. Just don't 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 rush something good. You know, let, let it just be as it may. And he was correct. The man in this situation was correct. Um, just let the boy grow easy. Let him learn from the best. And if you're looking at the best from midfielders, City have had a bunch of them. You know, you've got David Silva's and, and etc. You know, Bernardo Silva. You know, you've got De Bruyne. You know, you're learning from good company. And when you're Phil Foden, you're a young boy, and you're, and you're, you're going through the academy, you're in the first team, you're going to Euros, and you're seeing all these great players, and you're learning from these great players. How can you not turn into one of the best? And you know, from what he is right now, on his days, unplayable. And you know, he's he plays like he's you know, no disrespect to the to the English midfielders, but he doesn't play like he's English. He plays like he's got a little bit of Brazilian. Yeah, in him. I agree with that. And you know, he's I don't know if he's got a little bit of heritage there. He has a lot of flair to his game. I think he doesn't. He's, you know, he. I think he could go to any league in the world, and be. And his style would suit most of them. 
I think he'd suit a lot in La Liga. Not that he wants to go there as a, as, you know, a pish poor, but he he can play, I think he can play in any of the top teams in the world. Easy. I think he just slots into any team perfectly. I think, it, obviously, it suits certain systems managers play, but if you're an attacking team like City, He's just you're you're you've, they've just got some gem of a player there, and I I can't rate him any higher. He's he can drift wide. He can he can play the he, he can play the can. He can, he can go forward. Some he can play kind of a hold the midfielder as well. Sometimes he can play as a, a centre forward, not a full-on striker, but a centre forward. He can drift wide. He can track back. He's just an all-round great player and for his age you've got to put him in that conversation and he's I think he is probably in my opinion going to be City's most important player for most of this season and the next season to come is just that good yeah, definitely. Um, top, top player. Um, right, there's still a few more results that we're going to quickly um, run through. Um, like we always say, guys, um, not going to talk about every game um, and whatnot. So apologies if your team have, again, not been mentioned um, as much as you would like. Um, but anyway, the first team that, I watch, that I'm going to mention is obviously the Saturday kickoffs, and it was... Crystal Palace won, Newcastle United won. Callum Wilson scored an absolute peach of an overhead kick to go yeah. into the top corner at Selhurst Park. It was absolutely brilliant um, and Chris, for Crystal Palace. Um, it was another goal from Bentec. I think it was a header um, that originally gave the lead, but Cabelson got the, got the equaliser um, and whatnot. Um, so, yep, Castle Palace dropping points again for the second game in a row, which they would feel they, so they feel they probably should have had six from their last two, but instead they finish with two. As for Newcastle, well, looks like, um, there's a little bit of stability after the sacking of Steve Bruce, and we still don't know who the new manager is going to be. Um, another 1-1 result at the weekend was Leeds United versus Wolves. Wolves took the lead through Wang Yi Chan, who's proven to be a decent little loan signing from uh, Red Bull Leipzig. You know, p- popped up with a a couple of goals. Has a is, is getting a little bit of a partnership with um, Raul Jimenez. Um, but Leeds managed to rescue it very late on. They got a very um, late penalty, uh, which Rodrigo slotted away um, to give Leeds a point in that one. Um, another dr- and then there was another draw <laughs> on the Saturday, uh, but not this time not a 1-1 though. It was um, Southampton 2, Burnley 2. Um, a game which, you know, you got to say that both these teams are probably going to be competing against each other to avoid the drop. Um, Southampton's Livramento, who obviously came from your boys, uh, Mella, um, has proven to be a very good player, um, got his first goal, um, but before he got that, um, he had he done a lovely bit of skill, cut it on his left foot, it just hit the outside of the, the back post, 
Um, they got a corner, and he he got his resulting goal um, from that. But Burnley, the um, new signing Maxwell Corney managed to to get a couple of goals um, to to rescue a point for and, them. And also, and also said fancy uh, their other goal by Broja and our Chelsea Loney. That was another good one as well. Yeah, that was another good goal from Broja. It was a lovely little run as well. You, you know what? I was kind of thinking, hit it, hit it. You keep letting that ball get too close to the defender. But no, it's just perfect. It's a brilliant finish across the keeper. Um, good stuff. And, you know, are we going to call um, Southampton Chelsea? No, I'm joking. We... <laughs> thank, thank me later, Southampton. Thank me later. Um, yeah. Um, You're and, um, and the final game that we've um, not spoken about, although I think we did slightly touch upon, um, was uh, Leicester winning... 2-1 against Brentford. Um, Yuri Tielemans is in the form of his goal-scoring life at the moment. He popped up with another superb uh, finish um, in the first half. Um, it was a bullet of a strike at the near post. It had so much pace on it, it beat the keeper. Um, Brentford's Zanka excuse me, got the equaliser. Before later on, uh, Lester, James Madison had a tap-in to claim all three points for the Foxes. And that is all the games from the weekend in the Premier League. Um, yeah. Now, Miller, obviously we're recording this on a, on a Tuesday night, so this gives us an opportunity to do something we've actually never done before, because normally when we record these, we haven't got any football on. But um, of course, it is the League Cup um, just now. Um, yeah. It's and I would just—I I don't know if you know the score, but Chelsea are quickly drawing to Southampton one-one. Um, I'm not not worried. I have faith. Not worried. It's the seventy-eighth minute. Um, if you didn't know, Chelsea did take the lead I, not... uh, through Kai Havertz um, up just before half time. But Che Adams, um, the Scottish striker. <laughs> Uh, managed to get one a couple minutes from the restart, so it's currently one-one in that one. So, very interesting. Um, the other game is Arsenal against Leeds United, and Arsenal looking good. They're winning two-nil at the moment. Uh, Callum Chambers got the first one by looks of things, and then Edward Nketiah, uh, got the second. So it's looking like, um, they're gonna progress to the next round of Arsenal in the League Cup. So a decent little cut run for them. Um, and finally, the um, other game in the League Cup is Queen's Park Rangers versus Sunderland Championship versus uh, Skybet League One. And that game is goalless still at the moment. So, obviously, we will finish this podcast way before those games actually do finish. Um, but, yeah, some very interesting results there, especially your boys, Miller, I've got to say. I'm praying. I'm praying my fingers are crossed. I am aware of the time and aware of the results thus far. I'm not worried whatsoever. Maybe I should be. I don't know. But hopefully my boys can... Here's a question for you, Mella. Yeah. Do you think... Will it hurt tonight if you just go out of the League Cup? Because don't get me wrong, you're probably going for the... You know, for the... You know, obviously, Champions League, Premier League is more are lucrative competitions, but, you know, are you in the camp of... Because I know there's a lot of, like, top-tier football... Like, I say top-tier. Football fans from the top clubs. 
but never care about the league cup. They don't care about their team unless they get to the semi final or even the final. It never hurts. So, are you in that category? Or are you a case of nope? It's another trophy, and I want it. I want to win it. It will still hurt. It will still piss me off if we go out. It will still hurt me if we go out, especially at home also. Um, so, yeah, I don't care. It doesn't matter if you're a top coming on. It doesn't matter if you're even a City fan, Liverpool fan, Chipper fan. It doesn't matter if you're concentrating the league title, Champions League. You always want to get a trophy because you, you might be bad on that league title and you might miss in the last day and win no trophies. Do you know what I mean? So if you don't take every competition seriously, bring a trophy home for the fans. Come on, spend all our money, travel to games all season, spend all our money, bring them home some silver, it doesn't matter what it is. As long as it's not the Conference League, because we won't be in that. But bring home trophies. Every trophy counts. So I to answer your question again, yes, I'll be very mad if we go out tonight. Well, speaking of cup football, it's time for your favourite segment of the show. It is yeah. the Logs Fistle Update. <laughs> and it was a very dramatic um, weekend for the yeah, boys sure of, of Logs sure. Fistle. Even Miller knows what happened here because it's been all over our, uh, our local social medias. They, of course, went to penalties in the cup against Comnock. And our very own Will Sue clinched the win with the final spot kick in that one. And they will progress to the next round of the Scottish Cup. You've got to love a cup run. Um, and they've certainly got it. So fair play to Thistle for that. Here's a question I've got for you. Do you think, surely surely some someone at Logs Thistle must be going, these boys are repping us quite well sometimes. You know, are they going to invite us? Are they going to honour us at a game? Are they going to invite us to a game? Are they going to... Well, they're certainly not going to honour you because every time I bring up Logs Festival Update, you go, oh, God. So they'll invite me and they'll tell you to piss off. Yeah, but you can't bring you and not have the other half. Come on. I've got my wee scarf here. It sits here if, if, if I'm bothered to support them. <laughs> it's here, you know. Yeah, I think greatness. Right, I, I think I said this last week. But we should definitely go to a game. I think it'd be rather entertaining for you know for people for us to be able to, to, to for us to give people the long special update that they so gracefully deserve a live action update where we can actually go yes we are at this game we can give you an analysis we can review the long special game that would be something so people just wait because you never know we might just have that for you in the future. Fair enough. Um, and it looks like um that they will they they're gonna play either Dundee North End or New Matcha, um who probably also play, but I actually don't know the result in that game, so I actually don't know which one of those they'll be playing in the next round. But fair play to Thistle. Um, they progress to the next round. Um, Mella, unfortunately, that is all we are going to have time for tonight. Um. It's been a very enjoyable chat, as always. Um, before yeah. we go, I am going to double check and see if Chelsea are losing yet. Um, I'm, 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 I'm sitting. Which unfortunately they are not. Um, so it's still one-one. Um, 
but yeah, as always, guys, it's been a pleasure to to um record and give our thoughts for the last hour or so um on all the latest results. Um, we will be back next week uh, to chat about um the next round of Premier League fixtures. Um, but until then, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And take care, everyone. Stay safe. And we will catch you all in the next one. Take care, all. Ta-da. See you later, guys.